0: Hey everyone, my name is Michael Kaiser.
1: And I'm John Wilson.
2: And I'm Sarah Century.
0: And welcome to another special episode of Make ours Marvel we call Not Comics.
1: This is the 31st of our Not comic specials where we are drawing to an end our discussion of our journey through the, the Fox X-Men film. No, 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 uh, that was over a long time ago. <laughs> We've had to wait a really long time for the movie we're talking about tonight. which is the new mutants
2: the new mutants
1: so this is like the end of our journey
2: in a way it is our X-Men
1: journey right? Right. or or we're just going out again and thinking about the journey we made because they get mentioned (laughs) once
2: or it's the beginning of a new journey
1: (laughs) I wouldn't mind that
2: but
0: isn't isn't this like officially like Fox's last hurrah kind of yeah. So so after the, I mean, they could reference this movie in the future, but basically the future now is Disney and using the X-Men in the MCU. Mm-hmm. possibly. Oh my
2: God. 700 more Wolverine movies. <laughs> like, which
0: I don't really get how they're going to do that, but I whatever. I don't get it. So it this is funny. kind of the end of what we've covered, which was a really long Sony X-Men franchise. All right? All right.
2: A lot of directors that I didn't love. <laughs> and I think that that carries on <laughs> through
0: this film. Oh, no. I, I kind of thought, like, they should have ended it on Logan, but then I realized, oh, no, wait, actually, there was Deadpool 2 and Dark Phoenix after Logan, so they really didn't end it on Logan anyway.
2: Yeah, it's uh, true.
0: This is the third of third movie they didn't end on Logan, so it doesn't really matter, I guess.
2: It's fine, though. Okay,
1: so spoilers. I loved this film
2: yeah. a lot,
1: and my friends here didn't.
2: I loved things about it. (laughs) I think that, like, okay, so in my perspective, I've been reading New Mutants my entire life, which means I'm, of course, going to hate the movie no matter what, right? But, like, also, I'm a mature person. (laughs) And I, like, I don't know. I liked parts of it. Like, I loved, I mean... I, we, I don't want to jump ahead or anything but Danny Rain is canon in this mm-hmm. and that's kind of huge but like I mean come on like there was so so much like either whitewashing or like light washing in this movie that just and then like I don't know watching Ilyana like run around and use like you know slurs <laughs> towards her teammate a bunch was just a mm. lot I just thought it was a lot and I was just <laughs> like that makes it hard to like and then there's so many things that I do like about it because like there's so many things that I love about the new mutants and I think that like the actors were really well cast for the most part like they had the vibe right and mm-hmm. then uh there were things about it I mean it's like a horror film so it was good I like horror and I like you know kids stuck in a school in the middle of nowhere yeah all of that but it was like I don't know there was like a lot of things that kind of
1: bummed me out about this um my your general opinions well, you
0: loved it. Sarah has a medium opinion, so I'll just hate it. And then that way it's well-rounded podcast <laughs> yeah. episode, right? I, too, have cool. read New Mutants. Uh-huh. Probably not to the same extent, because Sarah is our X-Men expert on all things X-Men. So Love I won't even comments. try and compete. But I do remember getting that big black graphic novel that first introduced them. And I read, like... I always thought they were a cool concept because DC has all the sidekicks and the would-be, you know, future generations. But here's Marvel that has this one thing, at least, you know, like. Right. At least at the time, Avengers didn't have kid Avengers, but the X-Men kind of had kid X-Men. So it was neat. And it was like back to the basics of a school and not all that convoluted (laughs) continuity and stuff. So I like New Mutants. Followed them through X-Force before I got sick of them. Uh, I just found this, like kind of ho-hum it's like a bad horror movie and a bad romance movie and a bad superhero movie all rolled into one like it like it's trying to be three things and it's just not great at any of them and it sort of bored me and also i felt like i don't know i'm not an expert on things like sunspot or whatever but like when you walk away who are they i don't know if you just take it by the movie i don't know but if you ask me who they are in the comics i guess i don't really know either sometimes but (laughs) Like, I couldn't tell you Sunspot's key characteristic that they didn't capture in this movie, but it doesn't matter because it's not in the movie regardless. So
2: I think it's honestly I would say it's like his angry pride, because in this it's like there's moments where he's called to action and he does stuff. But then in the comics, he was this character who was so infuriated, but so focused on doing things like the gentlemanly way or whatever like he was like I'm gonna pop somebody in the face but like I'm gonna do it because of honor or something like that and like I don't know it's very different in this movie so he was just like because they were just trying to play to like a privileged kid stereotype in this kind of right so
1: yeah and Bobby was the I mean albeit the least developed of the five Um, right yeah but I felt like all five of them that I actually got to or at least the other four I actually got to know pretty well um, yeah. Maybe not the Ileana that's beneath the angry exterior, but at least, you know, I got to know the angry exterior pretty well. Um, I I came away from this feeling like this was the most character focused and character developed of maybe all the X-Men films we've seen. Because um,
2: they, they focus on all of them, right? So like there right. is that for sure.
1: And, and Danny Rain was absolutely adorable. Oh my god. Rain yeah. was attracted to her from the start Loved made it. overtures Danny was hesitant but responded and they were cute on the grass and they walked off holding hands um, you know there was some sex positive dialogue without being pervy and gross um, yeah there- but see
0: that right there is wrong because she's also a hardcore Catholic and I know as a Catholic you're not supposed to like sex <laughs> she, sh- she should be very upset about the fact that she's attracted to to Danny
2: well, yeah, she's already been, like, through like, branding and shit, right? So yeah, she's but she's like, upset
0: about being a
1: wolf still.
2: That's true, yeah. Well, but... I mean, being a wolf, you can kill people, which is a little bit different than... <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I guess. Not, <laughs> I don't know.
1: The dialogue I was mentioning was her in the confessional, though, right? So she does oh, yeah. realize that her sexuality is a sin. I, I say that in her point of view, of course. Um, but as far as being attracted to um, Danny... And pursuing that, I don't know. I don't think, I mean, I don't know. She's a teenager.
0: (laughs) I would say, I
1: would say. They're both like, like, I've never done this before.
0: (laughs) I would say like, Wolfsbane seemed the closest on point to me. Yes. Of what I know. And again, I'm not necessarily an expert on who the new mutant should be, but it felt like that was her. Although the ones I remember reading were more early days when she was super timid about everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And she didn't seem to have that timidness. She seemed like she was kind of like the girl who gives the tour
2: she's like I'm gonna live my truth and kiss Danny Moonstar in the grass which is just like damn I honestly like wish that story for Rain (laughs) (laughs) because in the comics she has a rough rough journey so it would
1: be so freeing for her and she needs that in the comics
2: so early on they should have just done it forever ago you know like that's something that would have honestly uh, it would have I think improved a lot of our enjoyment of the character right because this is a character who has been through the absolute grinder over like the last like 30 40 years <laughs> like mm-hmm. she's just treated really badly like I wrote a whole article about how badly she's treated so um because it's like so there is so much guilt in her in the comics right mm-hmm. here you get some of it but not as much and it's kind of for me I'm just like yeah that's good <laughs> because yes yeah, I don't know she was just so uh so frustrated in the comics I guess
1: um i've read up through her like you know x factor after the initial peter david run but before like the known peter david run Whew. where she she uh had that attraction to alex that turned out to be not her own doing and
2: yikes at that yeah. guy sometimes
1: yeah um danny is of course our focal point character yep she uh um and honestly i don't i didn't really know what to expect from her because although she's in the new mutants, I don't know. I just don't re- I don't really feel like I had a personality grab for her from the comics.
2: uh uh-huh.
1: Um she liked her people. I remember she went on like a quest for identity from her people once and she became an asgardian yes. uh, Valkyrie for a while, which is a great is power set
2: truly one of the best things that's ever happened in comics. But uh yeah, I think that like this is it reminds me of Danny Moonstar of the very early days. Like it reminds me of the first 10 20 issues i think demon bear saga is within it's like under the first 30 issues right of i want to
1: say like the 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 early 20s yeah is what i want
2: to late teens early 20s maybe even yeah i remember and of course uh yeah i mean she's the focal character in that in some ways but then she uh is you know comatose in certain parts of the story kind of like she is here so that was interesting but for danny i think that they there were parts of it that were good, but it did totally remind me of Danny before she goes further. Right. Like before mm-hmm. she has this whole like journey and we discover what is important to her and like all of that. But I thought early it was Dani. pretty correct. I seem,
0: I seem to recall her even in the early days being like stronger and more angry and more She calls
2: out Xavier. And more yeah. like a
0: leader. Yeah. It, more, it takes more of a leadership role. And I felt like this one was just kind of, like a device. She's the one
2: right in demon bear saga. She's the one at the beginning. Like she's trying to tell everybody that it exists and nobody believes her. And she's just like, then she goes, I'm going to go fight the demon bear. And then yeah. her solo fight with the demon bear is what makes all of the other new mutants realize. And that was super different in this movie because it was well, like yeah. everybody else knew what was happening and Danny didn't. Right. So like, I thought that that was like a little bit different too, because in the comic, it's totally like Danny's just like trying desperately to warn them of the demon bear. Because in this is like the demon bear is her essentially. It's but Dragon in-
1: Ball. And this baby Goku turns into a giant ape and kills his grandfather.
2: (laughs) Right. Yeah. I think that in the comic, it was more uh, something that didn't directly have anything to do with Danny other than the fact that like it had come for her. Um, But yeah, it wasn't part of her in the same way that it is here. So yeah, that was a little bit different too. They, they changed a lot about Danny, I think.
0: Yeah. I felt, I felt like, and that's okay. Because I'm I'm not a stickler for like, oh, she has to be exactly like she is in the comic or this is a bad movie. But I did walk away from the movie kind of like not really knowing who she is, per se. She seemed like more like the source of the horror, which, by the way, if you know what Mirage's powers are, you're not really surprised by the source of the horror. And I think and I don't know this because I did know. But if I didn't know, I'm pretty sure I still wouldn't have been surprised because it seemed like they really didn't try at all to make it a secret.
1: Right. No, I was, like I was watching every this five seconds Maya.
0: we don't know what your power is and then they show her sleeping and they show cannonball being eaten or whatever but it's we like, don't oh. even
2: know what your powers are <laughs> and right and it's like then it happens again and they're like but we yeah. just don't know
0: <laughs> right so i was like uh. it is
1: difficult when you're ahead of the characters right because like the, yeah. the story is telling us what her powers are uh, totally. but the characters in the story are not getting the information that we're getting
0: yeah yes. we're
2: like heard and, it before we know this story <laughs> and you know
0: if they're trying to make this a horror movie, then part of the fear is that we don't understand what's going on. But, like, we did. We totally understood what was going on.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. Ilyana was very different.
2: Sigh. (laughs) That was the character, I guess, that disappointed me. There were some things that I liked about her, but... Because like the casting, oh my god, right? She looks exactly like her, and she—it's like her lines that are um, the lines that are like Ilyana in the comics. You're like, this literally is Ilyana stepping off of the page, right? And then the moments that aren't like Ilyana just clash so hard because Uh, you're like zero. If you're out there, you haven't seen it
1: yet. But if you if you have seen uh, Queens Gambit, yes, very good.
0: very, exactly. very good.
2: And the witch.
0: <laughs> but Yeah, her Russian was just driving me bonkers. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's horrible. Uh, someone's going to write in and go, no, I'm Russian. It was dead on. Okay, fine. <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed really horrible to me. Sure. Um, and then everybody's like, of course, the big thing in the movie, how can they be trapped when she's a teleporter? She can just leave whenever she wants. And then someone commented, well, she's staying for the racism, which made me laugh. Because that
2: really <laughs> that's basically yeah. what
0: she's there for, to be a racist.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> through a significant part of the movie and repeatedly whenever you're yeah. just like oh dang I think that hopefully that's over and we won't see it again it's like oh dang it's back oh uh,
1: yeah. I, I
2: super wish y'all would have abandoned that considering what you all did with your casting Um, <laughs> like.
1: okay so you mentioned that a couple times with the casting yeah I'm confused
2: so Roberto is black um, and in this movie he is not and Celia Reyes is black <laughs> and in this movie is not and then um, Danny is, like, much darker in the comic as well. So, like, it's not, like, really messing. I don't know. It's not, like, casting somebody out of course. But I guess it's, like, basically she's, like, hella white or light-skinned, right? As opposed to Danny in the comic, who is, like, significantly darker. Okay. Um,
0: the, the creator of Sunspot uh, called them out on it particularly. So Exactly. He was, he's like, that, you know. Sunspot is supposed to be short and Afro Brazilian or something like that. And this guy's like they
1: cast a Brazilian. They shouldn't cast an Afro Yeah.
0: yeah. And,
2: that, and then and like the Not director, only that, but he's
0: tall and he's a supermodel and
2: Right. And the director like, I, himself was totally just like kind of doubled down on it and was just like, Well, I didn't think that it was like a race issue and like all of this stuff, which is just like, um, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it really kind of is, considering, you know, how much it's just like I mean it's like 2020 what are you guys doing you know like come on you got to stop you got to stop pulling shit like this and, then and- he was
0: like then he was like and I'll I'll show you racism and he had him doing the dishes and everything
2: and then you have, like, all of the fucking open, blatant racism of Ilyana. And it's just, like, this is, like, staggering, kind of. <laughs> like, I don't want this to be here. Like, I wish that we could just do this movie without it. Because it serves no purpose. Like, there's no reason for it, right? Like, yeah, this she would be, be, be better in better ways without it. Yeah, she could oh, just my God. Normal or way. it could just not have two teen girls fighting with each other. <laughs> like, you could just have... A reg- I mean like honestly like having been a teen girl you do fight sometimes but like it just is like what happens in every single movie right like always it's always about girl. the women who like hate each other and stuff and I get that that's like a narrative that a lot of like women you know self-included as a kid like you know you buy into that stuff but I don't know <laughs> I just think this whole thing I was like there's just things about it that like grade on me, I guess. And I mm-hmm. wish that they had done things differently. And I wish that they had like actually listened because otherwise the casting is really good. I know that they could have cast this, you know, appropriately <laughs> and like, it would have been a better movie, you know, and also maybe take out like all of, all of Ileana's like horrible racism. Um, because otherwise she was a good Ilyana, like, you know,
1: yeah, yeah. And I was trying to figure out, like, because like, Ileana was um often in the New Mutants a hostile person. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, getting, hostile. Getting on her, yeah. I think they her, got
0: that right. Yeah.
1: Getting on her kind side was something that was hard to do. And, you know, Kitty was one of the few who actually succeeded.
2: But she helps um, Danny in the Demon Bear saga. Like, she's the only person who believes Danny in, like, the mm. comic, right? Like,.
1: It's been a while, I'm I, I, yeah, sure. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's <laughs> like the it. best issue of that story, because it's the one where, like, Danny goes to fight the demon bear and, like, falls because nobody supports her. And, like, that even in and of itself, I think, yeah, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I'm like, I think about, like, all of the New Mutants comics that I've read, and I'm just like... Parts of those are like questionable too, so I don't want to make it seem like they're drawing from like perfect source material
1: <laughs> or something like oh, that. Oh, you mean either. like the um, the two caretakers who suddenly become Native Americans for no reason? <laughs>
2: I mean, Claremont has like kind of a repeat weirdness about that stuff. Like there was a few times where I've read his stuff and I'm just kind of like, yikes! <laughs> With your yeah. weird, yeah. uh, yeah. Anyway
1: um i did wish that we had seen full-on dark child armor with her just once like at the climax oh or God. something.
2: it was so good i love seeing like the armor come over her arm mm-hmm. amazing
1: i hope that when she did that the first time i was hoping that was a hint for more to come but they just Damn. did that one day over and over again which is fine i just wanted more
2: yeah she was she looked the part she was amazing
0: but then even that like it's hard to separate because we know all these things about these characters. So we I just know. accept it. But then I but then I think, like, if I had no idea, like, if my wife was watching this, would she just be like, the fuck just happened? You know, right. with this armor? Like, what is her mutant power? Is she a teleporter or is she a teleporter who has armor and a sword and her eyes glow and she has a demon dragon and there's a demon world?
2: Yeah, limbo this, is completely not explained. Like, all this all.
0: seemed like, right. All this seemed like very. Uh, Go with it. They're like I just go
2: to limbo sometimes. And it's like, well, that's a very different narrative than the girl who is like reeling from trauma because (laughs) like she was she watched all of her friends die like slowly over the course of like a decade,
1: you know. Well well, she said she she made herself a special place. Right. I, I don't know if you can interpret that as in she accidentally tapped into another dimension. Right. But it was it was to get away from that trauma. Now the whole smiling men thing. (laughs) Was that just a stand-in for Belasco or was that something else that they did otherwhere that I don't know about?
2: What I thought that was so weird because it reminds me of the Smiley's from X-Factor. So I felt like it was somebody who was like reading that time period or something and was like, oh, Smiley face people. It reminds me of this. (laughs) And then they kind of just went in a different direction with it. It might have just been their own invention, but it just kind of reminded me of those like robot dudes that were part of like maybe the Friends of Humanity or some other Oh, and yeah, okay, okay. League, but like they were called the smileys because they had those big creepy smiles and it was like kind of a robotic thing and they would always attack all the mutants for about the two or three years that louise simonson wrote both the new mutants and x-factor um remember that <laughs> yeah i don't know that was the closest reference i could draw in my mind because i was like that is super not what limbo is in the comics for sure but I don't know. I guess maybe they weren't. You know what
0: it is? They watched too much Buffy and they were watching Buffy. They
2: watched Buffy. Oh, they were watching Buffy. No. So that's
0: probably remember that episode where nobody talked?
2: Yeah. I was like those guys
0: reminded me of that kind of.
2: I was like, Rain was watching Buffy specifically, but yes, the one that has like those smiling dudes Mm -hmm. with like the suits or whatever. Hush, I think is the name of that episode.
0: Right. But yeah, they didn't explain any of that. And I kind of feel like Maybe that's one of the problems with my this movie for me is like they're trying to do too many vibes. Like, sure. is this a superhero movie or isn't it? Because when everybody's just talking and everything's being creepy, that's one thing. But then you turn around and like cannonballs flying around and stuff. It's like, oh, that's jarring somehow with the overall vibe of what's going on here. Are you trying to be a low-key, low-budget horror film or are you trying to be a superhero movie? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So especially Ileana, or yeah, she just kind of out of nowhere has all this stuff and has this real horror fixation with these creatures that were never explained, even though apparently they tortured her since she was a child somehow so right. yeah I don't know more explanation maybe would have been cool but again I'm just sitting there going yeah, I know what all this means kind of but sort regular, of regular people don't
2: no. Yeah, I don't think it's one of those movies where I just don't think I can separate myself from the source material as much as I would like to. I think that I've been able to do that with the X-Men movies in general because I've had space and time. (laughs) But this movie I watched earlier today and I was just kind of like, I love a lot of parts to it. I thought that Rain like whenever she starts turning into a wolf like that looks so cool like there's so many parts where i'm just like it looks so good like they put a lot of energy into this movie i don't think it yeah i think that there's things about it that people could find that they would really enjoy um yeah i don't know even as a longtime comic fan i felt like there were things that did translate but (laughs) like there was also things that didn't i liked the demon bear i thought that that Looked really good, actually.
1: I thought they pulled demon off the bear, bear. really oh, well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The actual bear, having him um, be kind of misty, I think helped because they could focus on getting the face right yeah. without necessarily worrying about everything else.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought that the demon bear looked really scary, and that I kind of appreciated in some ways that they changed it to Danny letting the demon bear go. You know, because that's part of her journey with herself i guess um, we all have
1: two bears inside us
2: we all have <laughs> two bears one I'm bear's depression
1: like, the other bear is depression you have depression <laughs> yeah my
2: bears are the gay bears and they're just kissing
1: so
2: <laughs> they're at a bar called the wrangler and they're just kissing um
1: <laughs> danny wrangler
2: <but laughs> the danny wrangler oh jesus yeah but i thought that this was i don't know i liked parts i loved iliana kind of but hated her <laughs> what did you think about cannonball
0: uh, we haven't got to sam yet so i like me some cannonball in the comics i've always thought his power was really cool it looks neat i like that he's like invulnerable when he's flying around
2: and he's goofy and oh, he's and goofy he, he didn't say i'm nigh invulnerable when blasting. well he's movie. not
0: so that's one thing that bothered me like, and again In fact, I mean, again, I don't want to say like if if it's not like the comics, it's a bad movie. But in this case, I was looking forward to seeing some cool looking cannonball who's nigh invulnerable when he's cannonball, and instead,
1: his problem is landing. Yeah, okay, that's fine. You know what else
0: sucked is like the whole special effects of him because he's just like this purple line. It looked weird and kind of boring. And
2: like, wait, why did you call him cannonball? Because he (laughs) it's like it doesn't really look like
0: it. Yeah, it looks like he's just streaking around on a. String. And then the worst part was every, I'm pretty sure every line of dialogue he had involved the word coal. Every single one.
2: My daddy gave me a piece of coal. And I yes. was like, why would your dad I, give you a piece of I coal? I
0: killed my dad in the coal mine. I had to work in the coal. Okay, we get it. You came from coal. Whatever. Let's-
2: Let's talk about your 15 siblings. Like, I would like to talk, <laughs> talk about, something about something
0: else. else. I don't
1: know. Yeah, I his just names are not boring. consistent in the comics.
2: Josh Jeb, Ugh. John Page.
1: Yeah. So I, I kind Joey. of feel like Cannonball in this was the Cannonball who had not yet been told he could actually be a leader. This Only is in the, the graphic re-
2: novel, right? Whenever he's kind of like a like the sidekick, he's like the henchman yeah. or whatever. The, yeah, the the he reminded me of that.
1: Cannonball. And as far, okay, so I didn't mind a special effects because the thing with Cannonball is you always see him in freeze frame in the comics, right? But if he's blasting, then he's going, you know? Mm -hmm. And I thought they conveyed that pretty well. Mm -hmm. Um, The idea that he would be able to get a line of dialogue about not being able to make the upcoming turn was just ridiculous because by the time he got that line out, he'd be through the wall. Um, But, you know, it's comics. You, You take that whole, like, messing with time as mm-hmm. part of the medium mm-hmm. um, I was okay with him getting busted up because he was still trying to land uh, that was the explanation they gave and I was like okay well that makes sense He he he's not invul- he's not invulnerable when he's blasting but at some point he's got to stop blasting what's he going to do then and uh, apparently
0: he punish- he punches himself in the mirror also so maybe that's where it's all coming from
2: he was a very edgy cannonball
0: yeah he was like punishing himself for killing his father I guess
2: and it's like, yo, bud, Rain's the one who has the guilt. <laughs> Chill out.
0: Well, he they did. were all edgy teens. It's an asylum story.
2: <laughs> oh, no. I know. Oh, no. He really saved
0: is. people in his origin story, right? That's what happened.
2: He does. yeah. He saved
0: them from the mine, not killed them. Yep. So they, they changed
1: that a little bit, huh?
2: Save How old I mean, yeah.
1: was he? He still got ostracized for it, but...
2: How old was he? Well,
1: like, in the comics, he's young, but the actor looked, he was old. Like, like 20 maybe, <laughs> but he kept talking about being a miner. Right. Oh. oh, sorry. A miner. Ha ha. Could those be the miners? Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm old. I've never been mines. Okay. Um, what else do we got?
0: We got, um, we talked about Danny, I guess. I don't know anything about um, Dr. Cecilia other than she erects force fields. In the comics, Uh I mean. I don't know anything about her. So, I don't know. I assume she's not a bad guy, though. Most changed
1: character, right? Right. Yeah,
2: she's great in the comics. She uh, was introduced during the kind of, do you remember, what was it, Zero Tolerance? The Bastion story in all of the X-Men comics that was kind (laughs) of rough. She premiered in that and then didn't want to be in the X-Men whatsoever and kind of got dragged into it, kind of like Dazzler or somebody and she was teamed up with Iceman in her first stories, and it was really good. I loved her. I thought that she was great. And this, uh, she's evil. <laughs> um, Just kind of yeah, evil.
0: She's evil. evil. Following orders. For some reason, she's the only one monitoring an entire house full of superheroes yeah. that they're trying to redo. She's, I was
2: confused by her, yeah.
0: She's like, her whole mission is to subvert them into secret killing agents. But at no point does it seem like she does anything to complete that mission for, other than like, teach them how to relax.
2: For who, kind of? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it was just like, 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 okay. How is
0: she going to do that? What was the plan? She wasn't hypnotizing them into doing what she's told her. She's just like teaching them yoga and stuff, which just doesn't really lend well for killers. Oh. Uh, um, so that was weird, and then they throw in, of course, the Logan footage, and then it's like, but it was during this weird psychic link. So now everybody's arguing: was that future forecasting on Moonstar's part, or was that just reading her mind? Was in that which case, Logan footage? In which case, does this take place during the Logan timeline, or does this take place before that? Like, is this the end of the? Is this the future or the present? Does it matter at this point because it's so convoluted anyway? But yeah, that was the Essex Corporation that that ra- that gr- that grew the clones in London. And it was the same. And March. what is you know, Essex, the right? Is the same. And Essex is Mr. Sinister. Mr.
2: Sinister, who yeah. by the way was
0: supposed to be Antonio Banderas in this movie until they lost their budget. What? Yeah, he was going to be in the end or something.
2: Mr. Sinister, Antonio so Banderas. So, I am so beyond here for that.
0: Like, that's twice. That he gets cut because he was supposed to be in Logan, also.
2: Yeah, so right. Just
0: cannot get a Mister Sinister to save our life, I guess.
2: Come on.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll ask the MCU to do that. Uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't want the MCU to have the mutants. I'm just I don't like know. don't. It's really me. Keep it with Sony and let Sony mishandle them completely because it really works for me.
1: I, don't I know. know
2: it's fine. I mean, as long as it's separate, it's just always bad whenever the X. Ex- I mean. Uh, there's some instances where the X Men and the Avengers showing up together is a good thing, but it's so few and far between for how many times it happens. And whenever it does happen, you're just like, this just makes me hate all of the characters. <laughs> like, everybody sucks, kind of. Mm. Because you see how they act towards each other, and you're like, hmm, hmm, it sucks. Um, it's like, the, it's like a
0: bad breakfast club. Cause there's no resolution of goodness in the end.
2: The, the only good one is Janet Van Dyne who like just shows up and is like, what's up. It's like singles hour and I'm going to just go flirt with <laughs> havoc for a while. <laughs> I'm going to date Magneto, I guess, or whatever. Like Janet Van Dyne is the hero that we all absolutely need, but um, not all of the characters are Janet Van Dyne. So <laughs> very few, rough. very few it kind of makes it rough to,
1: i'm trying to think like the way the mcu is currently structured all of the little franchises are basically built in like adjacent to the avengers right the avengers how could is you the do umbrella. That?
2: It's like if you're trying to make it even remotely co- cohesive like how could you have the x-men in the same world that Game well, happened
0: in well like, well you could argue that about comics too though
2: oh my god
0: I've I've always (laughs) thought the X-Men should just be shunted into their own universe
2: 100% because
0: like how can you have a guy like Captain America never talk about mutant rights ever ever and then have some stupid writer come in and go make Cyclops go you never talk about human rights Cap as if he's now a bigot it's like he's not a bigot nobody writes about it
2: because they don't
0: want to intermingle the the concepts so it's like they are separate so now they're just going to do that for real
1: when they did the whole five-year jump with Endgame, I kind of felt like, especially when we came back with Spider-Man, and kind of saw that a lot of stuff changed and a lot of stuff didn't. But I kind of felt like that might have been like a window of time in mm. which whatever inspires the mutants or, you know,
2: no. uh, enzymes the <laughs> mutants, no, or, or your first
1: development of teenage mutant, maybe and this whole time
0: they're years. they're staying under the radar. And nobody knows about them.
2: Sigh. I would buy it more if it was like the inhumans and I don't want them to bring back the inhumans. Ew. So no, thank let's you. just no. not
1: <laughs> Our show has soured Mike on the inhumans. Oh my so god, much. they are the worst. <laughs> they are so horrible. They're
2: just like future, just the- right? They just like show up and they're just like, hey, this is like the uncle who we like keep locked in a cage. And like,
1: well, we haven't even gotten any of that. It's just, you know, the early Kirby Fantastic Four inhuman subplot where they show up for like a page or two each issue. Oh my God. Which is actually
2: kind of funny sometimes with Medusa, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, she she was was
0: cool, but when she reunited with everybody else, it became, then it gets
2: bad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It became really bad. Like, why were they chasing her this whole time?
1: And I keep saying, Crystal's good. Well, Crystal she only wants
0: Johnny. Johnny only wants Crystal. That's their entire character beat right now.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: And I keep saying I really like the Inhumans, but I keep on wondering why I do, because these stories are not the reason. No. Mm. No.
2: But well, anyways, anyway,
1: yeah, I don't know. So New Mutants, um, we have gone for significantly less than an hour, but I don't know what else we have to say. I I, I still contend. I mean, I, I heard the racist comments from Oliana. I did not like them. They did not emotionally spark me the way that they have other people. And I don't know if that's a fault on me or, or what. But I, I had still, I was, you know, my mind went past them pretty quickly. Um, so I was able to like a lot of what she had to do. I really liked Danny and Rain. Uh, I was absolutely in love with that whole relationship. Um, Sam was fun. Bobby was the only one I really felt like I didn't get to know. Like everyone else had kind of detailed memories and his memory involved killing his girlfriend which you know traumatic yes but didn't really give us any insight to his life um and other than him i I really enjoyed the film um i might have to wonder like y'all said why the job of raising these people was given to one person but you know whatever
2: same with x-men though
1: (laughs) same with x-men
2: yeah, I think I should say something about Danny and Rain because I this makes them the first openly queer relationship of the X-Men franchise. Yeah, I'm not the lesbian and, you
1: are. You talk about it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just
2: think that that's like a huge deal, right? Like I, right. everything about it was a huge, huge deal. I mean, whenever I was like a kid, like 12 years old, if you would have told me in like 25 years, <laughs> that like those two were going to be canonically in a relationship with each other, it would have blown my mind because I you know, there's tons of Danny Rain shippers in the world. There's tons of people who read that relationship you know, as it's portrayed here as being a very queer relationship I thought that it was profound the way that Rain interacted with her trauma on that level, right? Like her queerness was so interesting to me and I think that that's the way that a lot of people have kind of read that character and that she got to do the things that she never gets to do in the comics. Like she is always this just, I mean, tragic character. They do terrible things with her. She makes horrible mistakes again and again, and they should be preventable. And like, you see these moments of character growth and then they just backtrack on her so fast. Mm -hmm. And Danny is different because Danny is a character where it's just like, we just don't see enough of her. We need way more Danny, you know? Um, rain is the same she's not she doesn't show up very much but whenever she does it's usually really upsetting and there's a ton of just ridiculous plot lines around that character where it's just like you wish that she could have been this character this whole time so like i would say that if i was gonna say something that i loved and enjoyed about this movie it would a hundred percent be that like the fact that i didn't have to cry for her (laughs) like i didn't have to You know, like wallow with her it was more like a story of triumph for her and she wears like the way that they switch that witch to the M right on her neck like they're trying to brand her with an M too but or a W and then like uh, it turns into an M so it's like witch but then it's also mutant like on her neck I -hmm. thought that all of those things were really interesting and the way that she has to like physically wear her trauma was all super interesting they don't have a lot of space to go into it (laughs) by any stretch of the imagination but she was charming and i think that the relationship with danny was charming i loved you know a lot of what that actor did with danny like there were things about it that were so so good and that was something that i really appreciated uh but you know then there was downsides too yeah Um, but the queer relationship wasn't one of the downsides at all like that was actually really important
1: i realize i have not seen Enough stories where two young women just fall so sweetly in love with each other in a you know natural and believable way. Um, so I was
2: stunned. I was stunned. <laughs> like whenever that happened, nobody has brought it up to me. Like I think I saw like one tweet that kind of mentioned it, but not really. Mm-hmm. And so I was shocked, like whenever I actually watched that part, and it was a good feeling of shock. Like it was totally just like, I cannot believe. That they did that, you know, um, because I the still think they haven't. should
0: have they should have thrown some Catholicism under the bus, though. Yes, but but uh, maybe that's just they my own have, bitterness.
2: They should <laughs> have gone harder on that, and literally a little all bit, bitter, in some
0: form or another,
2: all bitter ex Catholics agree. <laughs> they yeah, should have thrown like, it a little bit more. I mean, under the buzz,
0: she's still going to church when she panics, and she's still worshiping things. And it's like, even if she just said, "Screw it," they're wrong. But I would have liked to at least heard that or something
2: sure
0: she didn't she's seem baby. to address it at all yet her whole a lot of her character in this movie is like she's Catholic like, right that's a big part part of her even after this evil scarred face priest burns her and stuff she's still going to church but yeah it's why okay was, this why one was thing is okay too, yeah. yeah I don't know
1: well and, and part of that not not to necessarily defend but just kind of you know add but um th- this movie takes place in a rather compressed span of time yeah I get the feeling that we're here for less than 48 hours. So perhaps her next – because, okay, without getting gross, I kind of feel like if given the opportunity that Danny and Rain would have had you know, a pretty interesting evening together on the grass. But things got in the way of that. Um, and, And then from there, we're going through the final act of the film. So she never really has a chance to look back and say, did I really want to do that? Or to go into a confessional and think, was that a sin? Mm-hmm. And maybe if there were a second film, maybe mm-hmm. guilt over the relationship might get in the way of it. And I'm actually kind of glad we don't have to deal with that because I think punishing, yeah. you know, queer relationships is, you know,
0: I mean that could be a whole its time. film unto itself.
1: <laughs> oh my god, right.
0: So maybe it is good that they didn't, they weren't flipping with it and just made it a one liner. But
1: yeah, so you know i I was impressed with the writing on all of that, with the acting on all of it, um, and it, yeah. That was my favorite part of the movie. Uh,
2: that was definitely my favorite part of the movie. I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> was like by a wide margin. Um, yeah, there were things I liked, but that was definitely the best part.
1: Okay. Um, I think we've covered everyone. Um, Sinister didn't get to show up. Xavier's not here to make things creepy. And um, Any other I... thoughts? I guess we'll start wrapping up.
2: I was going to say, I was glad that Xavier wasn't in this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was did, off
0: fighting the brood. <laughs> did we think for a second that he was responsible for this, a little this bit. group of group of people? Did you, I don't know mm-hmm. a little bit. I knew there'd be a twist. I, I was
2: like, why is they it? were
1: vague about the leader.
2: And that's why I also was like, Reyes should have been like one of the brood or something. They should have just gone wild with this movie. They really kind of tried to a little bit, but it was like you should have gone a little harder on that. Like, yeah. if we would have seen a reason, you know, that was actually good, then I would have been a little bit less disappointed, I guess,
1: in Reyes. And part of that is knowing who she is as a character in the comics and realizing they can
2: a hundred percent
1: botch that character completely.
2: For sure, I love that character. She doesn't always get her due in the comics either. Once again, we're not drawing from perfect source material by, by
1: any. But as, of as for as for the woman in charge of this place, yeah, I think they intentionally were trying to throw you a red herring with Xavier because they mentioned we're training to be X Men, and she mentions you know, and then the, the reveal of Essex is like, oh, it's not
0: Xavier. Well, I just felt like even as. First of all, Xavier's not nearly as jerky in these movies as he's been in the comics. So I didn't feel True.
1: like <laughs> I didn't
0: feel like he'd be the guy that like makes them wonder why they're there because they were just guessing that they were training to be X Men. That was one of their theories, but nobody told them, and they wouldn't let him leave and all that. That didn't right. seem very Xavier to me.
1: And going into the first act, when you're first sitting down and you know, like learning what world you're in with the movie, I was I was wondering why this wasn't Moira McTaggart working with them instead of Mm -hmm. cecilia reyes i was like why that's that's why it's not moira Mm.
0: (sighs) or the white queen but that could have been
2: either and it would have been really cool but okay
1: yeah yeah well this was the end of fox's treatment of the Uh, mutant franchise and
0: this is like the first movie that didn't have wolverine in it
2: Yes, that I did like that.
0: No. Well, Dark Phoenix didn't either, right? Or right. Did, I can't remember. It did, yeah. did she?
2: They didn't, yeah.
0: yeah. So there you go. Logan it, was the last one. But it did, it did have Logan footage. It did have Logan footage. You anyway. can't escape. So what, do you, so what do we think? Is it the future or is it the present
1: or do we care? Well, in the Logan film, that was the past. Oh, good. Uh,
0: uh, sure. But barely the past because Laura was still young when, or was that different people? Was that I generations?
1: Think, I don't think Laura was in the footage, was she? She wasn't,
0: but it was all she was raised with those same kids that were doing that thing, unless there's generations of children or something.
1: It wouldn't have been generations, it would have been ten years. Okay. So so like we could be down that road with that institution, but it hasn't gotten to Laura's, you know, whatever age she was, fourteen year old Wolverine Adventures.
0: Yeah. I think my answer is I don't care. <laughs> because, because yeah. you know, first cl- first class just screwed it up so bad anyway like it doesn't matter especially if it's the end anyway whatever it's, it yeah. could be either and there's really no reason to
1: argue one or the other treat it like a David Lynch film they've yeah. given you oh. enough to, to form your own answers
2: <laughs> yeah exactly oh my god
0: I mean there's really no way to know because we only got the house the house was the only environment in this movie
1: it really did feel like a bottle episode of Star Trek didn't it like outside, it was all in one place.
0: outside fight, of her killing all her people, which was in the snow in the dark. Mm-hmm. So, so we never all we saw was a tree and the house. So we don't know. It could be two thousand fifty eight for all
1: I know. This is true. Okay. Sarah, what's your life like lately? What you got going on?
0: <laughs>
2: um, okay, i I'm doing bitches on comics, the podcast, and I have been working on a lot of fiction that I cannot talk about to anyone.
1: (laughs) So when you say you can't talk about this is not the uh, Pride collection.
2: No, so yeah, we'll be doing Decoded Pride uh, again. So we'll have our all queer short story collection happening again uh, this Pride month. And we're gonna open, I think submissions to that is January? question mark you'll have to check decodedpride.com for that but uh yeah outside of that definitely okay, some I... stuff i can't announce but oh, but that when is you r-
1: can it'll be a make ours marvel exclusive announcement
2: uh sure yeah <laughs> absolutely
1: oh okay awesome. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say if sci-fi fangirls doesn't but then i remembered that sadly. oh
2: i know isn't that so sad i know so sci-fi fangirls closed down um a how week does that, ago a week and a half ago
1: how does that affect you
2: Sucks. I mean, it's terrible, right? Like, I mean, it sucks. Though I believe that the entire page is coming down. So, like, four years of really good, you know, feminist criticism is just going to vanish. I guess from the mm-hmm. web, except for like way ba- back dot com or you know mm-hmm. whatever. Um, So it'll be archived, I'm sure, but it does just kind of suck to be like, well, there's a big old chunk of writing that's just going to kind of go by the wayside. And obviously, like all of the writers are saving our PDFs and everything, so it'll live on, but it's definitely just kind of like, I mean, it sucks. A ton of people lost their jobs, like, you know, online stuff sucks. (laughs) It's really hard to deal with. Uh, massive corporations own everything and that's like the only way to get paid by anybody so it's just kind of a a hard place to be in I guess for a lot of artists Um, and coronavirus right like that really kind of showed how flawed a lot of these systems are and so it has made it even harder for a lot of people who are struggling so yeah the fact that it existed for as long as it did is incredible I think that There's so many articles through them that I wrote where I'm just like, I never could have written that. Like nobody else would have accepted that. I was pitching to comics journalist sites for years and nobody accepted those pitches. So whenever sci-fi fangirls existed, it was a truly glorious moment in time. So I think that that's good. Uh, But yeah, it sucks. I mean, a lot of my co-writers are brilliant and they're all kind of out of work right now. So
1: Yeah, a lot of the really great female nerd voices that I follow on Twitter are because of direct or adjacent connections to sci-fi fangirls.
2: Yeah, I love them. I mean, there was so many brilliant minds and people who, you know, were like me and people who weren't like me, like people who had just kind of different things to say. And so I felt like anytime I would look at our feed, like our uh, Twitter feed or something like that, there would be articles that would be popping up from other writers. And I would be like, I never would have written that in a million years. And I'm so glad somebody did, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it sounds like the interwebs has a hole that needs filling. So like, how much does it cost to get this going? A couple hundred uh, bucks. Yeah. Come on. Yeah,
2: just like a couple just, hundred. I'm just sure. Start a new one. <laughs> if we can just
0: get a bunch of free writers, it'll be great.
2: Yeah. Good luck. I mean <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. We'll you writers all, like, type don't I'm, like
0: any paid, right?
2: I'm sure we'll all move on to other jobs and everything like that. Like we'll probably all just start like writing books. I know that I have like tons and tons, as I said, fiction projects that I can't even talk about. But um but yeah, I mean that doesn't change. That it's just kind of a bummer. Sometimes things happen that just suck. There's not really anything you can do about it, I guess.
1: Well, I was very, very sad to hear because it was—it it uh, has been a fantastic source on the internet. Um, so we will be back again in a month. Yeah. Who, who wants to? Who wants to announce what we're doing?
2: Ooh, I want to. Go for it. Okay, so we're going to talk about Fantastic Four, and then we're going to talk about also Rise of the Silver Surfer.
1: Yes. So we'll do another two for next time so you get two video discussions for the price of one. all zero dollars.
2: That's such a good deal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, there is a PayPal link on the website makersmarvel.com if you feel inclined to support the cost of the show, write us your emails, let us know what you think of the new mutants and um, of all the other stuff that we've talked about here. Mike, anything else before we go?
0: I don't do anything, so no, we're all set. <laughs> all
1: right. Well, follow Sarah Century, and if you are in a position to employ people to write awesome stuff about uh, nerdy fandoms from a female perspective, then reach out to some of those sci-fi fangirls people because they, they have great things to say. For real, and, uh, yeah. and yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening. Bye.
2: Bye.